This is World to Win, bringing you the latest news and analysis from a socialist perspective. Welcome back to World to Win, everyone. Unfortunately, it's just going to be me today. Yara um, had to fly back home to visit her family. She's dealing with a really tough situation right now. So if everyone can just send their love and messages of solidarity to Yara, I'm sure she would greatly appreciate it. Um, but we have a very special episode today of World to Win. Now, we've been talking for weeks and months even about the situation of the socialist alternative um, city council member Shama Sawant in Seattle um, and the fact that uh, she was experiencing a, a, a recall campaign against her. And, and we've talked extensively about uh, you know, why the right wing was really trying to recall her after building movements to win a $15 minimum wage, um, building movements to tax the richest business in the world, Amazon, and currently um, building movements for rent control and uh, renters' rights in Seattle. Um, but we have some really exciting news and we have Shama here herself to talk with us today. So Shama, thank you so much um, for taking time out of your extremely busy uh, last couple of weeks for, for joining us. Thank you for having me, Joya. So let's just get right into it, Shama. I know everyone is, is, is dying to uh, 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 hear about the results. Um, but first, before we get into that, just in case someone uh, isn't familiar with the recall campaign, can you just quickly talk about uh, what has been going on for the past couple of months? Yes, as many of the listeners might have already heard, we uh, faced a recall threat from the right wing. And in fact, it was a racist right wing, big business backed recall, big business backed because we, we clearly, you know, tens of thousands, in fact, now a million dollars from mostly big business people, wealthy people, corporate landlords backing the recall. And it was clearly part of an attack overall nationally on the Black Lives Matter movement. But of course, in Seattle, our socialist city council office has posed an undeterred threat to big business interests. We have won the $15 minimum wage. We won the Amazon tax last year. And we have won a whole host of renters' rights. And it's clear to them that we are neither going to be selling out nor are we going to be marginalized. And so every election has been a massive fight for us against the Chamber of Commerce, against Amazon, and against big business. Uh, but when they were not able to stop our re-election in 2019, they went after us with this recall. And the votes are still being counted, but most of the votes having been counted, it looks like we have defeated this recall. That is so exciting to hear. I, I mean, Seattle does have an interesting voting system in that, you know, ballots are mailed in. So we will see the numbers um, change over time. Uh, but we can tell, you know, so far it looks like we are, you know, in the clear for a victory. So that's very exciting, especially considering, you know, the fact that this really was a right wing attempt um, to take a democratically elected, you know, working class representative out of office with the amount of voter suppression um, that they were using, the the fact that, you know, a hundred and some odd Trump donors uh, even. Actually, yeah, yeah. In fact, 500, 500 plus Republican donors and more than 130 Trump donors. I mean, it is, it is staggering. It's, it's so blatantly right wing. And as you mentioned, Toya, the voter suppression, you know, having this election sandwiched between two of the major traveling holidays in the United States, it really is, it was geared towards 
marginalizing, disenfranchising as many working class voters as po possible, as many renters and communities of color as possible. And it has to be mentioned, Toya, that it wasn't just a recall campaign with big corporations and the right wing backing it. Really, every institution under capitalism has colluded to try and have this recall succeed, including the Washington state recall law, which is set up in such a way that does not really uh, does not target establishment politicians but goes after working class representatives and the Washington state supreme court which took 3 months over 3 months to deliver their ruling which has never happened it is unprecedented which paved the way for the recall campaign to delay their ballot from the november election to this unusual december election in fact this is the first december election that people have heard of in seattle well, they're just pulling out all the stops, you know, the special election, the, the Republican donors, but they still didn't succeed. They, I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're assuming that the trend is going to continue that, um, you know, we've defeated the recall, but they didn't succeed. So, you know, why is that? Because, uh, you know, we, we see, we see elections happen across the country where, you know, really working class candidates or progressive candidates or, you know, uh, Candidates on the left try to run, you know, campaigns and they are defeated oftentimes by the right. Um, so what made this uh, campaign, the Shama Solidarity campaign, different? Why was it able to succeed? The reason we were able to succeed was the, the, the paramount understanding that the last thing you should do when the right wing and when big business go on the attack is to dull down your political position. So we did the opposite of what the conventional rule book in politics tells you. We refused to back down from any of our positions. We uh, both, first of all, we boldly exposed what this recall attempt was. You know, you know, when, when, the, when the corporate media, when the Seattle Times editorial board, when all these political pundits, including the right-wing commentators, talked about the recall, they made it appear as if, you know, it's all smoke and mirrors. They made it appear as if I have broken the law and that they don't have political differences with me, but this was all about one person doing something criminal, something wrong, and that's why we want her out. This is all mythology, and we had the courage to explain that clearly and relentlessly to the working people of District 3 and really to everybody on, on um, in, in the political framework who's listening. Uh, young people around the nation have been paying attention, and we've been making it very clear that this has nothing to do with these trumped up charges. This has everything to do with political attacks against our working class and successful council office. It has everything to do with their, with the right wing and big business desire to have a do over of the election that they didn't win in 2019. And on top of all of that, this is a racist attack because it is specifically going after the Black Lives Matter movement. We've seen the tens of thousands of attacks on peaceful protesters nationwide, you know, including arrests, uh, which is just stunning. Uh, and in Seattle, the, the same thing has happened. And it's no, oh, it's no accident that two of the three trumped up charges that the recall had, two of them were related to my solidarity with and participation in the Black Lives Matter movement. And so first and foremost, we did not back down on our uh, explanation of what this attack was about and then the next the other thing that really stood out compared to a lot of these campaigns that you you mentioned Toya where, where uh, progressives haven't been able to defeat big business efforts 
to unseat them or to prevent them from being elected uh, is we went on the offensive. We didn't stop fighting for the things we've always fought for. And one of the most remarkable things happened this year, which is, I mean, we've always fought for renters' rights and we have a long track record of winning renters' rights victories. But ironically, in this year, when we were fending off this recall attack from the right wing and from big business, this year became the best year for winning renters' rights victories from through our office and through organizing renters. And that shows you that the best defense is a good offense. You go on the offensive for working class people because not only does it inspire working people to get active and, and help them understand what's at stake, but it also explains to working people as a whole that in fact this is what is needed to change society and it's not just about fighting this recall it's not just about winning this or that reform when they're all very important but it also points the way towards fundamentally what kind of strategy we need we need a fighting strategy well and it's great that you were able to like expose the fact that like if these are if these you know trumped up charges these criminal charges are 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 real then why weren't you facing a criminal penalty for them you know and also being able to show that throughout this um uh, uh campaign to defend your seat it didn't mean that you stopped uh building movements it didn't mean that you stopped being a, a, a city councilor, uh, a truly working class city councilor, one that's fighting for what your constituents needed, as opposed to making the campaign simply about um, how to defend your seat, you continued to, uh, you know, fight for renters' rights, for example, as you mentioned, which I saw on social media some of the um, uh, testimonials of some of the tenants, and it was, it was, honestly like a tearjerker experience to like read some of the stories and what these people were going through and how you know uh you were able to 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 continue to fight while fighting off that right wing um so can you talk a little bit more about how um you know you've mentioned some of the the gains that were made throughout this past year for renters in seattle but you know, why is it that our viewers across the country and around the world, Shama, um, should care about what was happening in one city in the Pacific North Northwest of the United States? I think the main reason why people should care and why this is of relevance to working people and young people internationally, not just in the United States, not just in Washington State, is because what we have achieved in our successful fight against the recall, but also throughout the eight years that we've been in office in Seattle is demonstrated what is possible when working people get organized with a very clear-eyed political strategy and leadership from the socialist movement. And as uh, Toya, I'm sure you've mentioned this many times on this show, and as many of our viewers already know, we are members of Socialist Alternative, which is a Marxist revolutionary organization. and the successes that we have achieved have everything to do first and foremost with the political ideas that our organization brings and the political leadership that we are able to offer and the insistence that we bring that movement should be democratically organized and so the renters rights that we've been discussing i mean none of them would have been won had we not had our 
socialist Marxist council office, but neither would they have been one had we not understood that it is a question of uh, building the strength of rank and file renters, of build, bringing the union movement, rank and file union members as part of the renters' rights struggle and organize rent, organizing renters building by building. And some of the testimonials you mentioned, I, I totally agree with you, Toya. I mean, they were really powerful. And it was from renters, working class renters, many of them actually people of color, who uh, experienced through their, own, through their own journey in this struggle and winning victories, wow, this is actually possible. And so that's what we have offered, which is a real example of winning victories, because this is not just about talking about things in the abstract, it is about actually winning things and as we know there is uh, you know there is so much to change in this society and ultimately most of the problems that the majority of working people billions of people face internationally which is housing unaffordability homelessness the lack of decent jobs the lack of health care the lack of access to even basic things like education none of this is going to be solved under the uh, uh, you know, in the context of capitalism, let alone the question of racism, sexism, and dealing with the climate catastrophe. None of this is going to happen under capitalism. And so we have a dire need of um, understanding of how, how, that, how those movements can develop and what kind of leadership we need. There's no question that there is huge anger bubbling over in society and young people today are looking for a way forward. And that way forward, a little bit of that can be seen through our experience. And so I really hope everybody looks at socialistalternative.org and, and really uh, you know, engages in conversations with us so that we can talk more about what's needed. And if you're not in the US, that's the international socialist alternative. Yeah, I totally agree, Shama. Like the problems that you know we experience in the US or I experience on the East Coast, you experience on the West Coast, people experience in Australia, they're all um, similar and they're all connected because of you know the global economic system but I want to focus in on one uh, little aspect of that I was watching the election night party um, that you know you guys had in Seattle and you know you had uh, speakers from all over the world it was really cool to see um, Mick Barry who is an elected uh, member of parliament um, he's a member of the Socialist Party in Ireland he was there in solidarity and it was it was so awesome to see that but in your speech, you talk specifically about Marxism and the role that that plays. Um, can you go into that a little bit more and in, in, in what you meant and how, you know, others can draw lessons from Marxism when we're trying to fight for a better world? Yeah, actually, uh, you know, as, as we were mentioning before, Socialist Alternative is a Marxist or a revolutionary organization. And what that means when we say I'm a Marxist, what does that mean? It, is, it means that we base ourselves on the ideas of the scientific study of the way capitalism works and we draw scientific conclusions and it's, it's, and it's those scientific conclusions that lead us to understand that in reality most of the problems facing humanity will not be solved uh, on the basis of a deeply exploitative and divisive system like capitalism and as long as we have a system that is based that, that you know that the entire the entirety of the existence of the system is in order to generate a massive and untold wealth for a few at the top and this is the international capitalist class you know you have you have these kinds of billionaires in every country including my country india so you can't decide this on the basis of race it is a question of 
class. So we see a system where a few billionaires, maybe a few more multimillionaires and a few millionaires gain from the system, but by exploiting workers and by exploiting the planet as a whole. And that is why actually we are now facing this existential threat of the climate crisis. And so uh, we, we, we understand through our, through our scientific study of capitalism that it ne we need a complete overhaul of the system. And so that's why we are fighting for what we call a socialist society, which is a society based on equality and solidarity. And the only way that can be done is if the resources and the wealth of society are democratically owned by workers internationally. And that is why one of the concrete steps that we need to take, that we recommend as Marxists, that needs to be taken in order to even begin to solve the world's problems, let's say climate crisis, is to take the big energy corporations into democratic public ownership and then retool them by workers deciding to end the use of fossil fuel and going towards clean renewable energy. And the reason we do it, and this is an example of a scientific conclusion, the reason we say this is because we can see from the way capitalism has functioned in the last 20 to 50 years that it's not lack of knowledge about the climate crisis that prevents the billionaires from taking the steps that they need to take. Why are the oil barons, fossil fuel barons, why is Wall Street, why are they not taking the steps that are needed to protect the planet from actual catastrophe? It's not that they lack the knowledge. It's not like they lack the intelligence. It's not like an IQ problem. The problem is that the, cap the way capitalism is set up where profits are generated for a few at the expense of everything else, that system fundamentally incentivizes this kind of a continued practice. And so no amount of knowledge or no amount of pleading the billionaires is going to solve this problem. Ultimately, the only way this can be done is if workers take control democratically of the commanding heights of the economy. So that's, that's the vision we bring, and that's based on scientific conclusions. That, in a nutshell, is Marxism. But concretely, on the ground, when we are fighting for changes around us, whether it is rent control or Medicare for all or $15 an hour or housing affordability internationally. Karl Marx also explained a few other things that are going to be relevant for us. And one of the things he explained was how for the working class to succeed in winning any kind of concrete victories, we need our own political organizations and that the organizations that represent the interests of the bosses, the in, that in, represent the interests of the political and business elite are not going to serve our interests. And that is why from the very beginning, when we ran our first campaign for city council in 2013, we ran as an independent socialist. We were not part of the Democratic Party establishment, which controls the political uh, you know, sort of underpinnings of this city. And so there are eight Democrats on the city council, and I am one socialist, one Marxist. And with that one position, we have completely transformed the political debate in the city. And we made Seattle the first major city to win the $15 minimum wage. And But you know, the reason I'm pointing this out is because we would not have been able to do that had we not had our own political organization, which really fueled both the political and the organizational leadership of every victory that we have won. And, you know, being a part of a political organization is not just, um, you know, uh, 
looking to to run candidates to be able to do what you do but it's it's you know this whole process that we've been talking about um of building movements to fight for things that people actually need um to challenge the status quo um and so that's why you know it is so important that we are organized as a working class because the bosses and the capitalists are super organized you know i mean in seattle it's it's exacerbated considering all those billionaires live there um but you can see just on even a small level in seattle how coordinated Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 They're, they're, you're, they're, that's a very important point. They, the international capitalist class, they are, I mean, they, it's, it's a complex thing. And on, on the one hand, they do compete with one another. And in their competition, they sacrifice the interests of working people internationally. That is absolutely true. And it's also true that at the end of the day, the one thing that they agree on is that they are going to gain and we are going to lose. So if we want to turn the tables on this destructive and dehumanizing status quo for the billions of our us, then we have to recognize that they are an international capitalist class, which means we have to be organized as an international working class. And so it's really important that we build this kind of solidarity. And that's why uh, shows like this one are so critical because we need to share our lessons internationally for the working class's benefit. And I must say it is so crucial that uh, elected socialist elected leaders like Mick Barry did from Ireland uh, have been in solidarity with our uh, fight in Seattle. And likewise, we are in solidarity with the fight of working people and socialists internationally. Yes, absolutely. So I have one more question. I know you're busy. You probably got to get going, but I'm sure everybody wants to know, you know, now that we have defeated the 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 recall um what's next what what uh you know what's what what what's happening looking forward what's going to be going on in seattle uh what are you going to be up to shama i think that's really uh crucial that we discuss because you know we uh, one, one another thing as mark says that we have to learn is that we cannot afford to rest on our laurels one because anything we win will be snatched away by the bosses if we let them as we have seen you know we won this election fair and square in 2019 in fact this it's not it was not even fair and square in the sense that the chamber of commerce and big business threw everything against us including millions of dollars and still they were not able to defeat us but then they didn't let it ride there they didn't say oh this was the democratic will of district three voters we are going to let that rest no they came after us with the recall. So we should fully expect going forward that this will be far from the final attack against our office by big business, by the right wing. And in fact, we should expect that anywhere movements, whether it's a socialist movement or whether there are labor union victories, social movement victories, we should expect that there will be retaliation and as we say, reaction from the ruling class. And we should be prepared uh, you know, before those attacks begin, we should be prepared to fight back. And but when you say attacks, what do you mean? Well, you know, one of the ways in which the attacks comes is is through this. You know, this kind of challenge where they say, "Oh, you you supposedly broke the law," even though it is lies that they are saying. Then they'll come after you, even though you've won an election. Another way of attacking is what we are seeing, which is really stunning and deeply disturbing is there are fully 81 bills in Republican-led states nationwide that are targeting peaceful protest movements. And this is clearly a reaction against the Black Lives Matter movement. And so 
criminalizing of protest movements is something we're going to see. Another example of an attack we're talking about is the way corporations like Amazon, but Amazon is far from the only one, go after union efforts. They carry out, you know, really um, um, just almost a uh, hundred year old tactics of union busting where they target workers who are courageous enough to show the leadership in the union efforts. They will target unions themselves. So though attacks come in those forms, I should also say though in, in terms of your question about what's next, it's also important to understand that one of the ways, and this is one of the most insidious ways that the capitalist system attacks the efforts of the working class is by co-opting the leaders that come from the working class movement. And so what we've seen over the last 50, 70 years, and this may not be familiar to a lot of young people, because of course, most of us uh, you know, who are young workers are not in unions, and so it is difficult to get that kind of experience and have an understanding of labor history. And one of the things that we should recognize is uh, that over the last 50 to 70 years, one of the ways in which capitalism internationally has carried out a relentless attack on working people's living standards, on the victories that we won in the past, is by co-opting a whole section of leaders into uh, being sort of, you know, going away from fighting class struggle-based approach to what I would call business unionism and pro-business kind of approach. And we see that a lot in politics as well. Like, for example, in Seattle, the city council is made up either of outright pro-corporate Democrats or uh, a section of woke progressive Democrats who occasionally will say pro-working class things. They'll say Black Lives Matter now. But at the end of the day, they actually, they, they see their job as holding together the status quo for capitalism. They are not on our side, but they look like they're on our side. So that is one of the most insidious ways in which capitalism attacks us. And that's why uh, we need democratically organized social movements. We need democratically organized and militant labor organizing. And we need... Um, you know, we need uh, political organizations l like Socialist Alternative that will hold their elected leaders accountable. I mean, one of the things that distinguishes our position from the Democrats is that I take home only the average worker's wage and the rest of my cushy city council salary goes into fighting for social justice movements, including the strike fund of various, uh, you know, labor struggles. And that is one way in which we demonstrate that we, you know, our elected leaders are not there for their personal careers and for their personal aggrandizement. They are there to fight for the working class and that is their job 24 seven. And if they ever sell out, then we are going to hold them accountable. That is the kind, but that only comes from having democratically organized structures, parties and organizations. So one of the things that Socialist Alternative is calling for in terms of next steps is for working people in America to have a party of our own, and that even though there are differences with the Republicans, the Democratic Party represents not our interests, but Wall Street interests, just like the Republicans. And so uh, that is very important. And in Seattle, we are going to be gearing up to build, continue to build the fight for rent control. That is extremely important. And I think above all, one of our next steps has to be to learn the lessons of why we won as opposed to why did candidates like Nina Turner lose, uh, even though they are progressive, even though they had so much support from the working class? Why have the squad in US Congress not succeeded in winning anything, even though they have a numerical balance of power? The difference between a fighting strategy 
a movement-based approach versus an approach of paying lip service but ultimately trying to appease the political elite and big business that i mean there's a chasm between these two approaches and so to to figure out why we need a fighting strategy i, I would really invite all your listeners to join socialist alternative if you are in another country join international socialist alternative let's build the socialist movement together let's build a fighting movement based strategy internationally Thank you so much, Shama. I totally agree. So I'm going to make sure that in our description below, we put the link to the election night party because I think it's really inspirational to see, um, you know, the speakers that you had and, and, and to hear your speech as well. And I totally agree. Everyone should join the International Socialist Alternative if you want to join a fight like this. So in regards to our shout out of the week, Shama, normally we have a shout out of the week where we talk about something that the International Socialist Alternative is doing. But... Clearly, we need to shout out um, the work of the Shama Solidarity Campaign and just the work of the members of Socialist Alternative in Seattle. It's been tireless um, having to fight this battle, being forced to fight this battle for an entire year, raising a million dollars um, to be able to do it. It's just there's so many lessons, like you said, that, um, you know, can be learned. So hopefully everyone there can take a rest, um, you know, for the next few weeks and the holidays. Um, and you too as well. I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today, Shama, and hopefully we have you get back again real soon. Thank you so much, Toya. Real pleasure. This is World to Win. Every Sunday, we broadcast with speakers from across the globe, bringing you the latest news and analysis on the fast-moving global events from a socialist perspective. Subscribe to the International Socialist Alternatives YouTube page and click the bell to get notified when we go live for a new episode. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram because there's a lot to do and we have a world to win. When they fight, when they fight, when they fight, solidarity.